Welcome y'all, welcome, welcome, welcome. We have five minutes. My name is Mikkel. If you don't remember, this is your girl Mikkel here from Journey in Christ and we're here for the big event. This is something that um, the Holy Spirit and I host at the end of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And so last month we had a break it was time for me just to reconnect with god and know what he wanted me to do for this year but we are here it's been 61 days since the last big event and it's so much that has been downpoured it's so much that god wants to say um and i can't get i can't wait to get started because it's a whole lot y'all if um if you are watching now or you will be um connecting later so you're watching this at another time and it's not live please remember take a moment share this with a friend a cousin an auntie an uncle share this video with somebody who you love somebody who you think is worth learning to obtain God's blessings like we're young people right we've been hearing our parents and family members and people that we know um, always talk about God always talk about blessings always talk about these things and guess what maybe we didn't see it manifest in their lives maybe we, we uh, didn't understand what they were meaning when they talked about God's blessings and the fruits you didn't see the fruits you didn't understand you don't know how to get it let's talk about it y'all let's not um disregard what god has for us there are blessings out there for us i mean there's so many things it's not just one thing and so when we're talking today we only talking about we might i may speak about something specific but i'm speaking in general about god's gifts in general and how how we should go about um living our lives so that we can obtain what god has for us all right because we definitely definitely want to live in uh god's promises and his prosperity and in the good that he has for us um i think some of the things that has uh continuously continuously hindered me from uh, connecting with god and connecting with the church and believing that god's word is true is because i've met a lot of people that made mistakes i've met a lot of people that didn't really show god's fruits and so i was turned off about who god really was because i saw the example of the god in these people and it wasn't good examples and so we just want to get started on just understanding how to how to how to retain or how to even get some of these blessings what is what is the blessings like what are we talking about so that's what we're going to talk about this evening, y'all. That's what we're going to talk about. Share this with a friend. Share this with a friend. Share this with a friend, y'all. So we just have a minute left. Share this link with a friend, a family member. All 
tonight. It's actually 7 p.m. 7 p.m. in the Bahamas, 5 p.m. in Canada. So let's get started. Just turn this music down. Father God, I give you thanks. I give you praise for allowing me to be a vessel that you can use. Father, I pray for each and every person that connects this evening, that connects later, that shares this video with a friend, that shares this video with a family member that is not ashamed of your word, that is willing to share your word, that is willing to understand your word. Father, send your kids the people that need to hear this word, connect them to this, this evening. Father, use me as a vessel. Every word that comes out of my mouth is what you want to say. And it's not about me. It's all about you. This is your event. This is your big event. This is for the people who you want to speak to. Father God, here I am. Here I am. Use me. I am your vessel. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 y'all. All right, let's get started. We have a lot of scriptures to look at um, because this is not from just me just winging it, just thinking about whatever it is that I want. So let's get started. Mm-mm. DJ Disciple hypes me up <laughs> to get me prepared for for um, my speaking events because, child, I could um, just not do this. But I started off by saying, um, as babies in Christ, as, as new believers, as people growing in the Word of God, learning God, learning to understand what his word, what, what this Bible is saying, like what is this all about? Um, we're talking about retaining his blessings. And so God has given us tools. He's giving us, he's given us tools to live by. Um, and it's found in his Bible. It's found through examples of people that has gone before us. And so Many times I think we're hindered or people get frustrated with the Bible because of um, who wrote it and all the background on that. But we go through school and people give us information, history, and we learn that. And we live the history, right? What it was told to us. And this is history. This is God has given a word to, to some people that were ahead of us, just like I'm, I was given a word and I'm sharing it with you. And so people like Daniel, David, Saul, all these people went ahead of us. They made mistakes. Uh, they may have gone off track. Um, some didn't. And, and, and we're just seeing where they made mistakes, where they were given instructions, where God said that there were gifts, where God said that there were blessings, where God said that there were promises, and seeing where those promises are and reflecting that in our lives so we look at others that went ahead of us 
we look at their mistakes and we look at what went right, what was right and what was wrong. And so today we're going to look at Isaiah. We're going to start off with Isaiah 42 verse 1. Isaiah 42 verse 1. Isaiah 42 verse 1. Dang. I didn't realize they went through so many scriptures uh, within the last couple of hours. Isaiah 42 verse 1. And so, remember, we're talking about retaining the blessings. And so in Isaiah 42 and 1, um, this goes back to the blog, the topic that we talked about with God delighting in us. Um, Here is my servant, the one I support. So my example here is this scripture because whatever it is that you want, whatever it is that you're doing, God has to support it. He has to back it up. It has to be something that, that, that can represent his kingdom. And even if you want a loan, a grant, or um, some help from from um, for a project, normally people look at who you are, like what you about. Let me see if I want to connect with you. And that's what God is saying, because God is a businessman. Let me tell you, because if you look at Abraham and you look at and you talk about Job and those people in scriptures, we can see that. God definitely is a businessman and he looks at the the greater good. He looks at all of the dynamics of um, your life, of what you're doing, of can he connect with you? <laughs> I have a business and there are certain people that I'm not going to connect with because not that their brand isn't great or they don't have great a lot of followers or, you know, the different dynamics, but... It just doesn't represent what I'm about, right? It doesn't represent me, so it doesn't make sense to connect with that that person. And so Isaiah 42 and 1 says, Here is my servant, the one I support. He is the one I have chosen. And I'm reading from the easy-to-read version because it breaks it down and it clarifies what, um, what the scripture is really saying. Here is my servant. So we are his kids, his servants. We're, we're doing his work here on earth. And so he's saying, the one I support. I back, I back Mikhail up. I back her up for what she's doing. He is the one I have chosen. And I am very pleased with him. I have filled him with my spirit. So retaining God's blessings, you want him to be delighted in you. You want him to be happy, feel good about connecting with you. Because not only did, is he saying that he chose him, but I am pleased with him. I am pleased with her. I am pleased with what they're doing. And I have filled Mikkel. I filled Felicia. I filled Veronica. I filled Maisha up with my spirit with the holy spirit so that we can go forth and do his work because in order to get things done we need the holy spirit to work with us because many times we don't really know how to get some some things done but by the grace of the holy spirit just by him guiding us 
we are able to know what to do. And so God is saying, this is my, this is my, this is my girl. I back her up. I'm backing her up with whatever decisions that she's making. She's running that business. I back that business up. She's going to, she's going out there to preach the gospel. I'm backing her up. And so we want to retain blessings. We want God to back us up, right? Because we want to keep whatever it is that we've get we've gotten. If it's a blessing that we've received in um, as a, a husband, as children, as a car, as a job, whatever it is, we want God to continue to back us up. Because what is it for him to lift us up and then just drop us? That won't feel good. That won't feel good. So he wants to delight in us. He wants to feel good that whatever decisions that we go out there to make, that he knows that we're making it on behalf of the kingdom. He could be he could rest assured that I don't have to come back and run behind Mikkel to see if she's actually really uh, fulfilling what I've asked her to do or really going out there to, to share the word of God. Because as children of God, our, our first thing is to go out and speak the gospel, share the gospel. That's the a part of the requirement. And so I, I, I just got started. I, I was like, it's a lot. And I just went running. But it was three things I was supposed to say that, that we are considering um, when we are talking about retaining blessings three things and these three things I will keep referring back to just so that it keeps it's on top of your mind you remember the three things to consider is what is yours what is yours in this kingdom what is yours in the kingdom of God what is yours as a child of God count the cost you want to be a part of the kingdom count the cost what does it require for me to be a child of the king what does it what is it going to cost you to be a child of the king? And then three, check your heart. One, know what is yours. That's daddy. God is your dad. God is your savior. Whatever, however you see him, that is where you can expect your blessing. So, if you want to have a sweetheart relationship with God, like you just want to be on and off with him, you're not going to see the results that you actually want. Let's be real. If you want to see results, it all depends on your relationship with him. And so what is yours? If he's dad, if he is cousin, wherever you mark him is basically where you're going to you're going to receive how are you going to receive your blessings in small doses not at all um sparingly all the time because if we look at examples like abraham abraham heard from god a lot they had a very intimate close relationship because god was his father that was that was his boy that was his savior he didn't want to do anything without connecting with God. If we look at David, the same thing. David, how many battles did David have to go through? We are going through battles every day. We're going through a pandemic where we don't know the outcome of our lives. We don't know when we go out and meet people, if we're going to get sick. We don't know how our businesses, our business structures are going to be in two years, in a year after this pandemic. And so connecting with God, allowing us to have backup we can rest assured that we'll be good once <laughs> once that's who we have as the 
as our ultimate, ultimate person that we're connecting to, right? That is, that's your savior. You're sure that every day, God, what is it that you want for me today? What is required of me? You're praying, you're connecting, you're worshiping, right? And so in, in knowing what is yours, you're connecting with the word of God because that's where everything is laid out. Everything is laid out there. Now, I want to use an example. Hopefully you get it. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that you get it because I thought this was, like this was an example the Holy Spirit gave to me. And for me, it was an aha moment because I was just like, wow, that, dang, that was really good. That was really good. And so the example that the Holy Spirit gave me earlier was, if you go to a lawyer and you put them on retainer, um, whatever your problem is, because you're going to go to the specific lawyer for whatever it is that you're going through. And so when you go to this lawyer, you expect that this lawyer is going to take some notes. The lawyer is going to get some information from you right? Because they have to represent you. And so in representing you, um, I think one of the requirements should be that they have a degree. Okay? Like they have what is required to represent you. And so if God is our, is our backup, he's our savior, he has a long resume. And the word of God shows us his resume, like what he's done, the battles he, he's fought with, with Moses. Moses went against the Red Sea. And that thing just separated y'all. Like we hear all the scientists come up with different stories of what it could be, what it could have been or what had happened or whatever. But we know that there's a God because you're looking at me on a, on a device that a human brain had to conceptualize that they had to figure this out. And as a massage therapist, when I think about muscles, the brain, the heart, the heart doesn't have even a battery to keep it going. So scientifically, like, how are we even functioning? How is our body running? We're not doing this ourselves. And so when we wanna look at what is ours from the kingdom of God, we're looking from the word of God, like what he has done. And just our bodies is an example of his resume. It, it It's just so dope how great he is. And what is ours? The kingdom is ours. Because Jesus came on this earth, died on the cross, so that we could be a part of this kingdom. So don't, we don't be out here in poverty. We don't be out here like in pain. But because we don't know the word and when the enemy comes and attacks us, we don't know how to fight back with the word. We don't know how to use what God has given us. That's a tool so that we can fight. And we're going to be always be up against the enemy, Satan, the devil, because he's there. He was just waiting, lurking, stalking. He's stalking you right now. He knows what you like. He knows what you dislike and he knows how to get you because he's been watching you. And so what is ours? The kingdom of God is ours. The word of God is our tool and we need to be prepared to fight. All right. So that's not where I was going because remember, we have three things that we're considering. We're considering the fact that um, the kingdom of God is ours. What is the cost to be a part of this kingdom? What is the cost? 
to retain a blessing that God has given us. Because many times we out here talking about, God bless me. I want, I want a blessing. God, come and give me this. Come and give me that. But you don't know how to maintain even the blessing when he gives it to you. There is an example that I want to use. Um, over the course of the last few years, I have been in connection with different people. And one of my friends allowed me to stay at their house, right? And her home was banging. Nice. Nice. And initially, I was just like all googly-eyed, just excited because the house was really nice. And oh my God, I want you to do this for me. I want the same thing, God. Like, <laughs> give me this blessing. And over time, I just got in conversations and I'm just like, uh, so how much is like electric bill and how much is mortgage how much do you pay for groceries a week or a month and like thinking of the cost it's just like hmm now I don't know if I'm ready for all of that the next thing is to count the cost because we want whatever it is that we want the husband the kids the the house the car all the good stuff the job have you considered the cost? Have you considered that exact job that you get? When you get it, are you willing to go to work from morning till evening? Are you willing to put in the extra work? Like, yeah, right now you're working to Mickey D's, which is fine. Or Starbucks, which is, which is still fine because you're making an honest living. But... You're going on the people's job late. Let's be real now. We're kids of the kingdom. <laughs> God is an on-time God. And so, he would want his kids to be on time too. And I'm not talking about go to work for 9 o'clock and be at work at 9 o'clock. If work starts at 9 o'clock, you needed to be there at 8.45, the latest. Right? Let's be real. Let's be real. This is some things that... We don't get to talk about in church. Like, we don't talk about these things. Reality is, we need to consider the cost. My point was, I saw a friend. She had something nice. I really liked it. But then, when I considered the cost, I can't afford it. I can't afford to maintain a big house, five-bedroom house. I can't afford to pay mortgage, electric bill, uh, water uh, utilities and all these other things and still live. I can't afford it. So so the reality is, if I want that, then I need to also consider if I want a better job, I need to maintain what I have. Like I need God to see that I'm doing well with what he's given me, whatever it is. So some of the examples I'm going to use are people like Daniel. When you see when you see me talk about Daniel, we're talking about excellence because he has an excellent spirit. He has an excellent when when they describe him, they describe him like banging. Like this guy is dope because he was working for a guy that didn't even believe in God. He still respected him, he still honored him, and he still worked for him. And in addition, 
he got promoted with the same guy that didn't love God. Like, hey, Abby. Yeah, the same guy that didn't love God. And so when we look at Daniel, he is an example of being excellent. Because although he was a Christian, he worked a secular job. He worked a regular job, right? When we look at people like Joseph, Joseph wasn't out preaching. Joseph worked for Potiphar, and that was a secular job. So God gave us examples of people to be like because they were good at what they did. And not only that they were good, they were promoted. Like when we talk about Joseph and Daniel, both worked a secular job, both seeming to be gorgeous guys, because even the Bible talked about how they look good. Even Daniel, uh, David, God talked about how they looked handsome. Why? Because that mattered. Why does it matter? Because you need to look good. I'm not talking about you just look, you know, talking about sexiness. I'm talking about looking good, looking sharp, looking nice. You go into your workplace and you're looking shabby. Like, that's not about, that's not showing God's good. That's not showing an example of God's kingdom. He wants us to be, to look nice. You're going out, clean yourself up nice, right? And so when we look at Daniel, Joseph, those guys represented the kingdom. And so there are three things, I'm repeating it again, there are three things that we're considering when we wanna retain God's blessings, because we want the blessing. We want all the nice stuff, but we need to know how to, how to maintain it, how to keep it. So what is yours, the kingdom of God? Count the cost, what are you gonna do for God to maintain whatever it is that he's gonna bless you with? Like. God is a businessman. I said it before. He wants to make, let's, let's negotiate. What, what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? Hey, Abby, how are you going to do this? All right. If you want a home, if you have an apartment right now and you're complaining about that apartment, but one, you don't clean it. It's dirty. It's dirty. It is dirty. How you want God to bless you? How do you want God to bless you with the little that you have? Because he's watching you. He's just like, let me see. I'm going to give her this little $100. And with this little $100, let me see if she's going to put the little 10 bucks that is only 10% back into my kingdom. Let's just see. No, she's going to give attitude. Well, I only have $100 and I got to go pay this and I got to go do the next and I got to go polish my nails. You forgot about God. And so how can he trust you with something bigger? But you've been praying for something bigger, you know. You've been praying for, for more. You've been praying for a man, but, but you're not maintaining what God has given you. 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 You're not maintaining you. How are you maintaining you? By making sure that you take care of what God has given you, your body. And what is your body? His temple. And guess what? How are you maintaining his temple? What you watch? Because let me tell you, I remember, um, and I'm going to be so real and so frank because I know God has placed some things in my heart that I kind of felt so uncomfortable to talk about. But God is just like, Mikhail, you have people out there that are struggling, that they're struggling in their walk with God. And then they're feeling like they want to be perfect, 
but you don't have to be perfect, yo. It's not about being perfect. So maintaining this, this temple, this body is one, watching or being careful about what you watch. I had to cut out a lot of movies and it's not it, that has not been easy because in almost every movie, every movie that you watch, there is some form of pornography. There is some form of pornography. Why? They use soft porn so that it will excite you. That is something that will stay in your mind. That is in your gait. That is something that will be playing in your mind even when you don't even know it. That's why God says in his word that he wants you to continuously, continuously feed yourself with his word because the word would then be in your mind instead of having pictures of a naked body or instead of having pictures of your ex-boyfriend or instead of having images of sex. And that's just what it is. And so I, initially in my walk with Christ, I battled, I battled with uh, masturbation. I, I battled with staying true to God because... I was still watching movies that had all these things in it. And I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know that, okay, I need to step. I shouldn't be watching it. I didn't even think about it. Because when, let's be real. When you watch a movie, whether you see, actually see the actual sex, you hear it. You can hear the sounds. And what happens? It causes a reaction. It's normal. And so... When I started to cut out watching, I don't watch cable TV at all. I don't watch cable TV. Um, when I cut out all of those things, I stopped battling with that. And so that has been like three or four years of not battling so hard with, with um, sexual immorality. Because it was not in, no longer in my gate. It was no longer things that I saw. It was no longer things that I heard. Because even in the songs, when you... I'm a Bahamian. We're, I'm from the Caribbean. And I don't know if you're listening and you're from the Caribbean too. You may not be from the Caribbean, but you know some songs. I don't know up-to-date songs, but I know some songs that I used to listen to. And they talk about backing it up and pushing it in and turning it around and spinning on your head. And let me tell you, that is too much in the gate. The things that you hear, because it, it just stimulates you. And that's what it's supposed to do. But that's what the enemy wants. Because the enemy wants to pull you into the world. The enemy wants you to not receive your blessings. The enemy wants you to be out here just messing it up. Because the tricky thing about him is, is that whatever it is that he's dangling in front of you, God has so much, something so much greater. Like he has something so much better for you. But enemy comes with something that looks so sexy and so nice and so shiny and then he's just like this is easy it's easy because your flesh is weak because the flesh is weak and the flesh wants to take over but you have to take over you have to have control and you have to know the word to speak to your flesh and so many times when child i wanted to pick up the phone and call my ex and just be like hey let's kick it uh-uh Talk to that flesh because later on it's gonna be some other problems. But talk to the flesh. No, no, devil, get back. 
get back, get back, get back. I am saying this because the Holy Spirit has been placing this in my heart to, to be real, to be straight up because we are children um, of the kingdom. We've been praying and crying and fasting and thinking that God ain't hearing you, but God says he loves you. God loves you. Ebony, God loves you. Abby, God loves you. My Isha, Michelle, God loves you. And he has something so great for each and every one of you. Rufus, God loves you. God has something great for each and every one of us. It's in his word. He said it. He said it over and over and over again. But in his word, he's saying, I want to delight in you first. Like I had a daddy that loved his kids. I have a mom that loves her kids. I, I, they were not the showboat ones. Um, I'm, I know some of our, our moms uh, or parents, when our kids do well in school, we post we post on Facebook, we post on Instagram, on our stories, on WhatsApp stories. We share it with everybody that is willing to, we wanna post it in our office. We put it on the fridge. We are willing to, to share when our kids are doing well. And that's what God is saying too. God is saying the same thing. I want to, I want to enjoy and show you off. Like I want to do that, but I don't trust you. Like how can I trust you if I've given you little? I've given you $100 and you weren't willing to give me $10 back. He gave you 100 and you're not willing to give 10 back. Count the cost. Are you willing and obedient? Are you ready? Are you ready for the kingdom? Like he has things for you. You worry about that guy? Y'all ain't even Christians. Like he ain't a Christian, yo. Don't worry about him. God has something better. If he looks that good, God has somebody on the other side that's so much better. I'ma tell you. <laughs> I'ma tell you. I, I've messed up. And, and I could tell you that. I've messed up. And I see where God's goodness is. The examples that I have around me of um, people that bought homes, people that bought cars, people that got married. And to see that God didn't just send them an old sloppy Joe. Like God didn't send my girls like an old fat guy and just looking like a mess. No. God sent those girls like a nice something. You know what I mean? He didn't just flop that on top of them. No. He was like, this is who I have for you. This guy who's going to love you and pray with you and take you in church and cover you as the leader of the home in prayer. Count the cost, girls. Count the, the cost, guys. Are you just looking at a shape? Count the cost because later on, you going to be so tired of that shape and having to go through the stress. Count the cost. Count the cost. God is ready to show you off. God is wanting to give you gifts. He has been saying it all over and up and down in those scriptures. How he wants to give you gifts and how he wants to give you those promises. But you ain't been showing yourself uh, uh, as a, a person of integrity. You haven't been showing yourself as a person that is uh, somebody should be willing to allow to give money to, to give a house to, to give a husband to, to give a whatever, a car, whatever it is. You're not that person. Be honest with yourself. Like, God is a parent. God is 
father. Think about it. Your parents, before they even allowed you to drive a car, you had to show that you were responsible. Before they left you in the house alone, they had to know that, okay, she ain't gonna burn the place down. He ain't gonna burn the place down. Like, think about it. Be realistic. Because we have this thing about God and we just expect him to be like a genie in a bottle. I want this, give me it. I'm gonna pray for it and I'm gonna get it. No, it doesn't work like that. Like, if you read his word, he says that I have these promises, but, but, sweetie, if you don't live by this, I'm not willing to, to just give up, give you these things. You can get it in the world, and it also comes with a cost. Just get it right. Like, either way, it comes with a cost. But God's cost is like straight up. Like, he has it written. All the clauses. This is what it is. If you obey me, I'm going to give you this. If you disobey me, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And he tells you that. Where did the devil tell you? If you come on into his kingdom, what's going to happen? There is nothing written. He has nothing written for you. He, he doesn't tell you the pros and the cons. The word, the word of God shows his pros and cons. When you don't listen, when you don't obey, when you do what you want to do, this is what's going to happen. He's real. Now, going back to the example of the lawyer, who wants to go to a lawyer that doesn't even write up a, a docket, like write up the documents and have you sign that they're going to legally protect you, that they're going to legally um, represent you? Let's be real. You're giving them six, seven thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. You don't get a receipt. Count the cost, people. God has said it in His Word, and I'm only here to share what His Word says. And so we've only gotten as far as God delighting in you, which was in Isaiah 41 and one, 42 and verse one. God wants to delight in you. He wants to be happy that whatever it is He's going to bless you with, He's good with giving it to you. But Let's look in Joshua 1, verse 2. Joshua 1, verses 2, where he's telling, he's telling you to get ready. I want to bless you, but you need to get ready. Let me see how you're going to get ready, boo. When I think of, I think sometimes when I think of God, it could be a little wrong, but I think of, because I think about how he loves us and, and, and the way that he dis displays his love, I sometimes think of him as a spouse. Like your spouse or your parents, they love you in a more in-depth way than a regular person, than a friend and a co-worker. The depth of love is so much more intimate. And so when God says, get ready, it's just like, baby, get ready, girl, get ready, like, look nice. Go to the nines. Get ready. What kind of blessing this is you want? You want a house? Get ready. Get your house in order. Get your place in order. You live in an apartment? Get that place in order so I can see that you're really ready for this blessing. And so what you out here doing for this blessing? You praying for a blessing and, one, you're not even saving. Let's be real. Like, you want a blessing in terms of a car or a house, but you're not saving for to, to purchase. Like, you're not saving to get it. And even when you get it, you need to maintain it. So how could he bless you with something and then you're not going to be able to maintain it? God doesn't waste. 
Like, he, he's not just going to throw something at you and then mm-hmm. leave you out in the cold and then make himself look like he's not a good God. No. He wants you to prepare. And so in Joshua 1, verse 2, it says, My servant Moses is dead. So this is Joshua going to take over from Moses when he died. And so now God is speaking to to Joshua. Now you and all these people must go across the Jordan River. You must go into the land I am giving to the Israelites. So this is the Israelites that he is now uh, the leader of. So Joshua, first of all, if we look at it in a in a business sense, Joshua was an assistant to Moses. So he worked for Moses. He worked in Mickey D's. He worked in Starbucks. He worked um, at the jewelry store for whoever, for Moses, right? And so he worked for Moses. And now Moses has transitioned. And it's time for somebody to take over. How did God choose Joshua? God chose Joshua because he was already faithful. He was already faithful with what he had, which was serving Moses. So if you, wherever you're working, and I keep saying McDonald's because I know it might be one of those uh, jobs that people look down on, but it doesn't matter where you work. Wherever it is that you are working, you should be representing the kingdom. And not only in like just talking about spiritual stuff, oh, God did this for me, but your co-workers should be able to see the light in you. You don't need to tell um, everyone that you're a Christian. They should see your light. They should see you and say, there is something different about that guy. There is something different about this girl. Nobody needs to say anything. They can see it. The word says you know them by their fruits. What fruits are you displaying on your job? Because sometimes we get it twisted. We think that... God only wants us to be whatever it is in church. No, you are a representative of the kingdom wherever you go. Like it's written across your chest once you've given your life to Christ. So if you, wherever it is that you're working, represent his kingdom well. Get to work on time. Get to work on time. Go to bed on time. If the waking up is a problem, go to bed on time. That's what it is. Go to bed on time. What is it that is keeping you up all night? Like, can you change around some things so that you can represent who God is better? If you don't know how to do it, ask the Holy Spirit for help. God, I don't know. You've given me this job. I don't know. How am I supposed to maintain this job if I can't sleep at night? I have insomnia or whatever it could be. You can say that to the Holy Spirit. But reality is, God is a businessman. And if if you're working for him... The reality is he's going to want you to be to work on time. He's going to want you to represent him. He's an on-time God. <laughs> and so he's expecting you, one, you're in the secular world. We're in on this earth. And he's expecting us to represent him. Go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel through your life, through you being an example. And so an example of his kingdom is time. He, he's looking at your time, your money, and talents. The gifts that he's given you. Time, money, and talents. So the talents that he's given you. 
I didn't, I wouldn't have never, I would have never said that I liked to talk, but God knows that I probably do, or I find it easier to talk. And so what am I, what am I doing for him? I'm talking. I share his word. This is how I represent his kingdom. And then when we look at time, time wise, I sat in this spot 15 minutes prior to starting this live. Time and talent, money, whatever comes into your hands, how are you using that? And I'm not just talking about um, helping the poor or giving back to the community because that's not really um, his kingdom that, that it's not, that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about giving back to wherever you're being fed. So if you go to a local church, you should be tithing into that church. I had a lot of strong opinions on a lot of these things because I didn't really like the church. Um, I had a, I had been church hurt and I think a lot of people has been church hurt at some point or the other and and came in contact with um, some people that misrepresented God's kingdom and that's what it is and just like and like a job because this is a job God has given me a, a job to come here and share his word every last Saturday of the month and so as pastors and representatives of, of the kingdom God has given certain people the tools. He's given them his the job to do. And because of maybe lack of understanding, because of um, they didn't have the grace, there has been things that they've been battling personally that they are, were unable to represent God's kingdom. We hold on to those people and then we display that to God. And it's not God's fault. God didn't come, doesn't come and move us. God told me to do something, but it was up to me to sit here, turn on my phone, get onto Instagram, get onto Facebook, open my mouth and share his word. It was up to me. So God has, he does his part. He, he, he creates the opportunities, but you need to do your part. So you want a job. But guess what? You don't know how to, to get to work on time. How is he going to give you a better job? And I keep saying that because I think one of the, the things that keeps coming to my mind um, and just a, a government thing is like people who work in government offices, who's, who works for, um, yeah, who works for the government, they usually get to work late. They do not respect the time. And for one reason or the other, it is not, that does not display well. It does not look good. But um, we're representative of, of the kingdom. And we want a better job. And hopefully, by getting a better job, you know how to maintain that job. <laughs> and so God is really allowing us to be faithful with the fruits that we have. Hey, Jane, God wants to see that we're fruitful with what he gives us. And when it is little, he starts off with the little because he's just like, let me see, let me see how she's gonna 
Let me see how she's going to represent me. Let me see if she's going to even show her fruits on this job. Let, let's just see if she's going to get to work on time. Let's just see. Let's see how it goes. Because our businessman, which is God, he wants to see how you're going to do. And so this, the three things that we're considering is, what is yours? Is the job really yours? Like, did you work for it? Do you deserve it? You need to ask yourself some of these questions and in getting some of the answers for yourself, then you know how to better um, make better decisions, how to change because we're representatives of the kingdom. We have been, some people have been scarred. We've been hurt uh, by, by different um, churches, by people that represented the kingdom and they didn't represent it well. Yes, but that is not God. And I remember for me, it has been so long of a time that I kept this church hurt and it kept me from church. One church, let's just say there is 5,000 churches in the world or in the Bahamas or in Edmonton. And the one church, I got church hurt. And it might've been for something silly like someone sat in my, in my seat and I was hurt. I was mad and I didn't go back to church. But, but that's not God. But I want to be even more realistic as to why I didn't um, like church years ago. I didn't like church because I partied a lot. I used to go in the club and I was always out. I was always out. I was always hanging out with friends at a bar, at a club, wherever. And that's the reality. But there were a few things that turned me off. I would go out and guess who I would see? A minister of the gospel. Someone that was singing in the church choir. They would be in the club, the club where I am drinking, where I am drinking. Like, how you getting here, sir? My point to all of this is, We've seen, many of us have seen things like that and it's hurt us. It's turned us off from the people of God. But we can work at a company where they misrepresent the company, where they steal from, let's just say local kids, but you didn't stop working for the company. It, it gets really, really touchy when we think about God's kingdom and then thinking about the secular world because the secular world, like anything can happen, anything goes. But there is not room for error in, in the kingdom of God. And yes, yes, the, the pastor shouldn't be in the club. Yes, uh, you know, all these things. But they have to go to God for themselves just like we do. And reality was I had already given my life to Christ and I was in the club think about that but I was looking at the pastor and I'm just like how you get in this club sir how you get in this club got to protect our witness exactly exactly wherever we go so as representatives of the kingdom we we have to honor God's word he's given it to us he's given us the tools he he's he's like a good lawyer he's he's written everything out all everything is written it's clear but what we didn't get was what the enemy has for us we don't know 
we go out there and we, uh, let's just say the guy that we like, he looks good. We go out there and get the guy, but we don't know what comes with that. We don't know the beating that comes with that. We don't know all of the consequences that comes with that. But we go and get a man in the kingdom and we wait on God to say, give us the okay. And, and Jane, I'm going to call you out, girl, because I, I didn't call your name at first. But I was talking about you when I was talking about how God blesses you. So the waiting, me and my girl Jane, we've been waiting. And she got blessed. And she got blessed with a good man. And so that's an example for me to know to wait. Why? Because the blessing that I see the girls or the people that I've been around to see that they have, I want that. I don't want sloppy Joe. I don't want the mess that comes in the world. I don't want the mess of the of the guy that does that isn't under spiritual authority. I don't want the guy out in the world that's still looking. He's still looking. I don't want that. I don't want to to put myself at jeopardy. Why are we gonna go through that while we've been waiting all this time? Why are we gonna go through that when we've been praying and fasting? The amount of praying and fasting that we go through to ask God or to get the blessing, it doesn't make sense to go out there in the world and let the enemy throw a mess at us. And even when it's dangling with a job, because I remember when I was in the in the world, um, I would ask for jobs like, um, so I was working full time. And there were some people that I knew. Let me come on the live in a bit because they always come and check. <laughs> um, but there was there were times that I would ask for jobs like, um, what do you call them? Um, like a hostess. Because like if you add like the, the big events, like certain events, there are, there are um you have your bartenders and your waitresses, but I wasn't a bartender or a waitress, but I'm, I think I would call myself more like the hostess because you know, I like giggle, I like talk and socialize. And so those kind of events, you're meeting some very, very different people and different in every caliber. I mean, different in um, the way that they're gonna approach you. Because the way that I was representing myself at the time, they saw me as a it. They saw me as a thing. They saw me as uh, something for sex. And that's it. I didn't represent myself well then. Because I didn't know that I needed to represent myself better. As kids of the kingdom, I'm learning now to better represent myself. To better represent represent myself in my time where am I spending my time who am I spending my time with my money look at your bank account and see where your money is going is any of it going back to God you want God to bless you you want all these things from God God don't really need your money but he just want to see if he can trust you he does not need your money but he wants to see if he can trust you can he trust you time money talents Time, money, talents. The enemy used the, the like hurt, trauma, frustration, stress, all kind of things to make me feel as if I wasn't a good talker. Like, girl, you shouldn't be talking. Like, yeah, God said, do YouTube videos, but 
who you gonna talk to? What you gonna talk about? How you gonna talk? Like, and I started comparing myself to other people when I only could be Mikel, and this is Mikel, right? And so, how are you representing him? God has given you time, money, talents. Talent, if you talk, ask God if, if you needed to be a speaker. Like what like what are you gonna be doing with your with you with, with the tools that he's given you? However it is, however you're displaying it, ensure that it represents the kingdom well. We we're talking about three things as we're we're, we're gonna soon wrap up here. Three things that um, to retain God's blessings. We be crying, we be slaying in prayer, we be fasting, but we are not able to retain God's blessings. We want what is ours. Being a part of the kingdom, what you need to know what is yours. Two, you need to count the cost. And three, you need to check your heart. When you want these things, you want the guy, you want the car, you want whatever it is, why do you really want it? Why do you really want it? Do you want to show off that you have a husband? Do you want to show off that you have a house so you can take pictures and you can just feel like you can brag about it? It's likely that God may not bless you because your heart ain't right. And even before getting the blessing, you're going to go through a test. And sweet tea, let me tell you, are you ready for the test? For, the, for us in the single season, the test, I've talked about it. Being able to keep yourself. Are you able to keep yourself? Because I'm learning that in our single season is our practice. Because although you, like, although you may get married, because I was going to say we and I'm not married yet. <laughs> but although um, you want to get married, there are going to be times when you need to still hold on a bit. You're not going to be having sex every day. And even if you do, the reality is to work in an office with a, a, a lady that's sexy, that likes to wear short skirts, to work with a guy that looks good, he is chiseled, chiseled and cut. Are you able to not lust? Are you able to hold yourself to just your spouse? Single season is the time when you're learning to subdue some of these urges that you have. And the reality is if you not if you didn't work on it during your single season, it's going to be a real test in marriage. It's going to be a struggle in marriage. I didn't know these things. I'm learning it. And let me tell you, when God just like be showing you these different stuff, it's just like, "Whoa." Whoa, did you work on that during your single season? Did you did did you stop? Did did you stop? Did you ever stop to think that sex isn't the only thing that you need to consider in a marriage? For me, it's been communication. For me, it's been being vulnerable. Are you are you able to be vulnerable? Because you want the husband and you want the wife but because you've been hurt by that ex, when God send you his baby, I'm his kid. This is his baby. When he sends his baby, you're going to hurt the baby because the other person hurt you before? You may need to work on that. 
Yes, it's not spiritual. Yes, it may not be in the Bible, but they because we've, we're living on this earth and we've walked out of what the kingdom of God wanted, we've walked out of what the word of God said and been, been in this world and just messed it up. And now coming back in, there are some things that we bring when we come back in and we're bringing hurt, we're bringing pain, we're bringing trauma. So we're bringing all these things. Well, we're not going to bring it in Jesus name, but we have some of these things that we need to work on while we're in our single season prior to going into marriage, prior to buying a house. You need to work on money management. How are you going to manage paying bills if you can't manage paying rent? Like you, you're not, how can you pay your mortgage if you're not going to pay rent? How are you going to pay your car notes if you're not paying any other bills now? Like how? How is that going to happen? So some of these things we need to learn in our single season. Some of these things we need to learn, not just in our single season, we need to learn so that when God gives us blessings, we can maintain the blessing. This is straight up. This is real. Um, God wants to bless us. Uh, we, we, we stopped at Joshua 1 and verse 2 where, where we were saying that God is saying to get ready. He said to get ready for the blessing. He told Joshua that, yep. Yeah, Moses died. Now it's it's time. It's time to move on. It's time. It's, it's just time. I, I have more for you. Like you can't still be holding on to Moses. It's no, no more mourning. Come on, let's move on now. Let's do this. And we're going to go into Psalms 136. Hello, Alex. Psalms 136. God has blessings for us and in order for us to receive it, like we really, really need to understand and live by his word. And it says, praise the Lord because he is good. His faithful love, because he is faithful, will last forever. So that's in the easy to read version, but I, I, I don't think I'm doing it justice. I'm reading from the New King James Version now. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Oh, give thanks. <laughs> so whatever it is that you have right now, are you able to still give God thanks for it? Are you still able to give God thanks that you're walking to the bus stop? That you're able to walk? Are you able to give God thanks in the season that you're in, whatever it may be? You may not have a job. You may have a job that you don't like. Are you still able to give God thanks? And so in Psalms 136, it is saying, give God thanks. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He is good. And he's willing to, to bless you. He's willing to give you more. But if you're going to come around acting all sulky and stink, like how are we going to bless you? He's not even excited to give you a blessing, girl. He's not excited to give you a blessing, do it. And so that Psalms 136. Let's look at Daniel 10 verse 12. Daniel 10 verse 12. In Daniel 12, 10 verse 12, we're looking at his greatness. We're looking at his greatness. Then he said to me, do not fear, 
Macal. Do not fear, Jane. Do not fear, Ebony. Do not fear, Abby. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. That's not the whole scripture, but I'm going to wrap it back up because I want you to get this. And this is in the New King James Version. I'm going to read it in the easy to read version because I really want you to get this. Like, understand this is Daniel here. Daniel is going to God in prayer and he's getting a response. And so the response in verse 12 is saying, then the man in the vision started talking. So he said to Daniel, do not be afraid. So this is the angel that came to speak to Daniel. From the very first day you decided to get wisdom, to go to God, to get wisdom, to get to go to God, to get understanding. So doing this shows humility to God. If you're not praying every day, you're not praying every morning, every evening, you're, you're, you're filled with pride because you're telling God that you can do it yourself. Like you're good. God, I don't need you. Yeah, you created this kingdom. Yes, you know the beginning and the end, but I think I could do it better than you can and I'm going to do it by myself. That's what we're saying when we don't pray. Just thought I should get that in there. But, um, and to be humble in front of God, he has been listening to your prayers. I came to you because you have been praying. And I'm going to go, I'm going to continue to verse 13. But the prince of Persia has been fighting against me for 21 days. And so this is where um, a lot of Christians uh, come, came up with the 21 day fasting and the Daniel fast and all of that. And so basically what's happening in, in this bit of scripture is that Daniel went to God on his face, just crying out to God, praying. Um, and, and an angel came to him and let him know that, guess what? When you was praying, that thing you was praying about, the devil came and attacked Boo. He came on full blast. And we've been in battle from then. 21 days. We've been in battle. Why? Because the enemy... I said it before, knows you, knows when God is sending a blessing. And the example I want to use is, do you know when rain is coming? Sometimes we can be in the house and we can smell it. Like we can smell that it's going to rain or when it has already rained. Like we can smell when a, when a grass has been cut. There are certain things that we know when we get a certain age, it's just like certain things that you just know. Like it's just, I know this. Um, over time, if you live a certain place, you just know, um, like I lived on a, on a small island. And so I always knew the time that the, the, the flights were coming. I knew it. I just knew. All right. I knew that I knew who traveled. I knew certain things. Right. And so the enemy knew that, that Daniel was going to get a blessing. He knew what was coming. So he went up and he was ready for battle. And for me, it's like this. God has a blessing for you. Because we're talking about re retaining or maintaining blessings. God has a blessing for you. And that could be in any form. I, I don't only want to say, I don't want to keep saying in a spouse because that's not, not the only promises that God has for us. A man or a woman isn't the biggest blessing in the world. That's not the only thing. 
But um, God wants to bless you with an iPad. But the enemy knows what before the blessing comes. The enemy knows things changed. The atmosphere shifted. Your personality shifted. He's, he can see that things are starting to look good. This girl gonna get blessed. This guy gonna get blessed. Mm -mm. Let me send something to mess the blessing up. That's what that scripture is basically saying. That Daniel, his prayers were in battle, in the background. We can't, we can't see it. We can't see the battles that are going on spiritually. We sometimes sense it, but there's a battle always going on. And the enemy sends a battle against each and every one of us. Whatever the blessing is, there's going to be a battle for that. And so whatever you're praying for, you've been praying to God. You've been trying to connect with God. You're trying to grow in Christ. You're trying to just listen to some of these videos just so you can keep keep your energy up to keep connected with God and just keep motivated but the enemy keeps attacking pay attention to the frequency of the attack how often is that attack coming depending on how often the attack is coming is it depends on how often God is trying to bless you I'm gonna say that again I'm gonna say it again pay attention to the frequency of your attack Pay attention. The amount of times that you're being attacked could kind of elude to the amount of times that God has been trying to bless you. Also, pay attention to when you got attacked or when something has happened because you may not have known that it was an attack. You just know that you were waiting for that Porsche. You've been pr praying for the car. But every time you get that $50,000 in the bank, I'm praying for you to get that $50,000 in the bank, boo. Um, every time you get that $50,000, someone gets sick in your family and they call you for money. Or something happens and you need to spend the money. That is an attack. That is a straight up attack on your finances so that you don't get the blessing that God had for you. Let's, let's, let's use it in another scenario. Let's say that you were waiting, of course, on that spouse. And so every time you've been waiting, you, you waited a year. You've been good. You didn't have sex with nobody else. You didn't masturbate. You didn't watch pornography. Nothing. Reading your Bible, you've been good a year and every year around the same time same time that ex-boyfriend calls every month around the same time that ex calls ex-girlfriend whoever whatever the ex calls or you meet some random guy in it okay it, i don't i don't want to i don't want to make you feel bad but think about it Think about it. Like, it's only you that gonna know, you know, your sexual orientations and what has been happening. Write it down. Pay attention. So, if every month, around the same time, give or take, the same attack, 
you know that there was something that you were supposed to get blessed with, but the enemy sent something um, ahead of the blessing to throw you off. And this is where we oftentimes think that we're not getting blessed, that God hasn't been hearing our prayers. But it's because the enemy knows us and he's been stalking us since we were born. He knows even our family history better than we know our family history. So he knows our weaknesses. What is it? Um, you've been trying to lose weight and the weakness in your family is that you like to eat. Gluttony is an issue. And so you lost weight and as soon as you lose the 10 pounds, it's like right back to the same thing. And that's a mental attack. That's like making you feel bad about your body. These things, the enemy is strategic on how he attacks. He knows what's going to make you mentally frustrated. That's going to throw you off track. He knows it. And so he sends the specific target just assigned. Because what he would send for you, he would not. He may not send for me. Right? What he may send as an attack for you will not be the same attack for me. And so we're going to round it up. I've gone over quite a bit. So I just want to round it up. There are three things that we need to consider. And that is, what is ours in the kingdom of God? Count the cost and checking your heart. That's the three things that we need to consider as being part of the kingdom of God. Th three things that God has given us while in the kingdom of God is your time, your money, and talents. Time, resources, and gifts. I said it in a different way because if you're someone that doesn't have finances, then you would feel like, oh, I don't have money to give God. But God doesn't only want your money. He wants resources. Are you going to, how are you going to serve? How are you going to serve in his kingdom? How are you going to serve in his kingdom? And so they are the things that, he's, that, that God is looking at. Your time. How are you spending your time? What are you doing in your time? Are you, how are you gratifying your spirit? Like, how are you feeding your spirit? Whatever you're soaking into yourself, whatever it is, whether you like to hear it or not, whatever it may be, if, I, I thought, for me, I thought watching, I love, I love the Chicago's. Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago PD. I love them. I still watch them every so often. But if I spent a lot of time just soaking that into me, what, like, when the battle comes, like, how am I going to fight with um, Chicago Fire? Like, how is that going to work for me? And so be real. You're, you're part of the kingdom. So automatic, you're going to be up for attack. Even if you're not a part of the kingdom, you're going to be up for attack because God, the enemy knows what God has for you. He knows the, the blessing that's up for you because looking at your personality, he already knows, okay, this girl is kind of like this and then the mom didn't get this blessing. So it's likely that the daughter is supposed to get the blessing. I'm going to let her miss out on that blessing. I'm going to let this boy miss out on his blessing because, yep, let me mess them up. Let me mess the family up so that no one gets blessed so that everybody stays on dope so that everybody nobody gets education so that nobody could see good finances 
so that even though the parents are Christians, nobody is able to come up on top. No, that's not what the kingdom of God wants, but that's what the enemy does. That's what the enemy does. He wants to to for the kingdom of God to look as if God ain't about blessing, like he ain't good to us. And child, he been good to me. He has been so good to me. And so I am going to be doing my weekly YouTube videos. That's going to be a little bit different than what it used to be. Um, it's going to be more like this and more interactive, uh, more of me explaining um, some of these dynamics because as kingdom kids, we're missing it. We're missing it. And if, if you're not able to understand what God has and wants for you, you're out here just messing it up with old stinking Satan and not still not getting blessed, but calling that a good time. And I'm not about that. I'm about the kingdom. I represent the king, all right? And as a kingdom kid, we have a lot that is in store for us. Um, one scripture that I didn't go over, which is one of, I mean, all is important, is Luke uh, 14 and 25. So it's Luke 14 and 25, and I'm just going to read it from the easy to read version. Many people were traveling with Jesus. He said to them, if you come to me, but will not leave your family, you cannot be my follower. You must love me more than your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers and sisters, even more than your own life. This is Jesus saying this now. You must love me, Jesus Christ, more than those people. Whoever will not carry the cross that is given to them when they follow me cannot be my follower. Like he don't even want you to represent his kingdom if you're not willing. He ain't going to make you. If you wanted to build a building, you would first sit down and decide how much it would cost. I've been telling you all this this whole time. Count the cost. God wants you to count the cost. And so I'm going to end with that scripture. So we looked at Isaiah 42 verse 1, that God wants to delight in you. He wants to delight in his relationship with you, Kinshira. He wants to delight in his relationship with you, Abby. He wants to delight in his relationship with you. He's saying, get ready. Because we're talking about retaining blessings. You're going to hold on to the blessings that God has given you. Like he's given, he's given many believers blessings. But because maybe lack of understanding or even weaknesses they were not able to maintain the blessing that God has given. And I'm here to help, to help you maintain those blessings. And so Isaiah 42 verse 1 is saying to be delighted. He wants to be delighted in you. He wants to be so happy about how you're living that he will bless you. Like, oh, this girl is off the chain. I'm going to bless her. What? She going to be out here to represent me? Definitely. If she's going to be out here feeding the 5,000, to feed the flock, to talk to about Jesus to these people, yes, I'm going to make sure open doors for her. 
So how you want God bless you when you just want it for yourself? Joshua 1 and verse 2 says to get ready. Get ready. He's, he's willing to pot the Red Sea for you. He's willing to give you the promised land, but you need to get ready. How are you going to get ready? Ask the Holy Spirit. How are you going to get ready for the blessings? Ask the Holy Spirit how to do it. Like whatever it is that you're waiting on God for. All of us are waiting on God for something. Something or the other. Ask the Holy Spirit. How, like what do I need? Like what do I need to do? And if you feel like the Holy Spirit doesn't answer you or you don't know how to hear him, sometimes it comes through people like me. Just here on YouTube, just here on Facebook, Instagram, and you're getting answers through your pastors. Uh, Psalms 136 and 1 says to give thanks. To give thanks. There was a song during this waiting season that was just like every minute in my spirit. I was just singing it all the time. When I cried because I was waiting and it was hurting and all these things I was feeling. Because let me tell you, it's real up in here. The wait, we, we already talked about sex. We already talked about um, abstinence. The wait was hard. The wait is hard. And during the wait, that song took me through. I cried and I prayed and I cried some more with this song. I'm a wait on you. That song was constant and it helped me to to continuously stay in uh one in the atmosphere of thanksgiving and in the atmosphere of worship. God is able to connect with you and find you depending on your atmosphere. Um and so if your atmosphere is filled with thanksgiving, you will always get downpours or downloads of uh, little nuggets. He's able to say words to you. He's able to share things with you because you are accessible. And that's right back to trusting you. I can trust you when you're by yourself because you keep a place where I can come and visit you. Like we uh, starting off, I talked about um, God is only going to bless you in the level that you allow him in. So if you allow God in as a sweetheart, a husband, a dad, as your cousin or your third or fourth generation cousin, the blessing might be a little distant. It might be a little few and far in between. And so depending on the kind of relationship that you choose to have with God, it depends on the kind of blessing that you can receive and maintain and how he's going to connect with you. And so for me, um, initially I didn't really know how to have a connection with God cause I wasn't really sure like this thing. Um, but over time I saw God as not only father, but it almost feels like he's my man. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very, um, I, I want to say strange because if we look at it in the dynamics of like when we think about relationships, it could seem strange, but he's daddy. Like he is, he's daddy. He's my man because I could tell him the intimate things that I wouldn't want to tell a daddy. Um, I could tell him anything and Holy Spirit just be here. Just like, baby, I got you. I got you. And that's what he wants. That's the kind of relationship that he wants to have with you. Even when I wrote the book before the veil, like the kind of 
conversations that I was able to have with God. That wasn't the kind of conversation I ever heard pastors talk about. Like, I didn't really understand that. I didn't understand that on that intimate level. And so that was that's me trying to get you to understand in having a relationship with God, it may seem far off because of uh, the distance that you have with him, not because he wants to have that with you. And so he wants to have a deeper relationship with you and if you allow him in that can happen um and to be and then we also talked about greatness through daniel he is daniel was excellent in what he did um he represented the kingdom well in a secular world in a job with job like he went to work on time um he looked good. He smelled good. He 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 was able to learn, and even in the scriptures, he it, it showed where um, he had an excellent spirit, and he was able to learn literature. He learned things that wasn't even a part of um, his culture, and so that's the kind of person that God wants us to be. So if you like, for myself as a massage therapist, do I just want to be a massage therapist, or do I really want to know about the body so that when people come to me? I am able to to really explain the body um, in a better way. Yes, you may not be able to afford to go to college or whatever it may be, but you have YouTube, like you have Instagram, and you can connect with the right people for whatever your business is or what, however you're representing the kingdom. Um, you connect with the right people for what you have been given. And that is what Daniel did. He's represented himself as uh, a person that uh, of integrity, a person that could be trusted, and in that he was able to be promoted. Joseph did the same thing, able to be promoted. Even when he went down into the gutter, they both went into a hole, into a den, and into prison. Like that is shut out, and that could make you feel horrible. But neither of them came out sulky, sad, or stink. They came out on top. They came out with a good attitude. Yes, for one year, five years, six years, you didn't have any money. No one needs to know. You take it to God. You pour all of that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be hurt. But what I'm saying is when you're dealing with people, you shouldn't show the hurt or put that hurt onto others. And so if we use the example of Joseph, Joseph's brothers treated him bad. And when they came back or when he reconnected with them, he didn't put that hurt back onto them. And so being great god has like something extraordinary for each and every one of us and so in order to receive these blessings in order to retain the blessings that he's given he needs to see that he can trust us we need to be people of integrity we need to be people of excellence and then we looked in luke um luke 14 and 25 where we were counting the cost what is the cost of whatever it is that you want you want a nice house count the cost what is it going to cost you what you need to count mortgage, utility bills, the the anything that you need, the things that you're purchasing now, groceries. Like count the cost. You want a husband, count the cost. The the times that you spend with your friends, mm, you may need to change that, because you need to shift the the time that you're spending with friends and shift that to, to spending time with God. And because God is now, you can replace God as the guy. And when you're able to be committed to a save your savior, God, that could be reflected onto the relationship that you will have. And so 
we're back to the end. So we're back to what is yours? The kingdom of God, his promises, his word does not come back void. Nothing that he's promised us comes back void. If it comes back void, we need to look on our end. What, what have we done wrong? What did we miss? What happened along the way? Where did the enemy attack and may have done something where there was, a, there was an error or where you may have misunderstood uh, the blessing that God has for you? And then counting the cost. What is going to cost you for whatever the blessing is that God has for you? Doing these videos, what is the cost? I, I have to many times uh, turn down um, invitations. On a Saturday, like friends want to do stuff. I'm not able to always spend time with my friends. I'm not always able to go out because this is what he's given me. What is it that God has placed in your heart that he has given you and you're not doing it? But he wants to see your consistency. He wants to see that he can trust you with it. That's how you're able to retain blessings. And then check your heart. Why do you want this? Like, why, why do you want, if it's YouTube, why do you want to be on YouTube? Do you want people to just see because you look nice? You put on your makeup and you look really good. Like, what is it? Do you want a house so you can post it on Facebook so people can see that you have a nice house? And then you can say, oh, yeah, God blessed me. Is that what it's all about? Or you want to be a blessing to others. Yes, you want a nice house. That's a part of it. Do you also want a house that can also help others? Like, I can see me wanting to give you a house. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get a house to to be effective to other people and not just yourself, that's just the reality. As a business person, like that's the kind of things that that we look at. That's the kind of things that God looks at because He's a businessman. And then when you look at Abraham, look at how much Abraham was blessed, but he was also tested. Like he, he had a time of being tested and then he received his blessing. Um, there's another example that I want to use as well that Abraham, um, I think was could have possibly been a test that Abraham may not have noticed was when God told Abraham to leave his family, Abraham still took family. So God may be telling you to do something, but you're trying to drag somebody else along with you who is not a part of that blessing. And so God told Abraham to go to a land that I will give you. But then he took Lot with him. And then when Lot came with him, Lot and his family went into Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, a place fil filled with sin. But if, let's just say, Abraham wasn't a strong guy, maybe he would have gone into Sodom and Gomorrah as well. So how God would have been able to bless him. If Abraham was weak, he may have just followed Lot right into, into sin. And so sometimes God may want you to separate from your family, your friends, um, people who you hang out with, whatever it is, or even certain things so that he can be able to pour into you so that he can connect with you. Um, those movies that you watch, those things that you like to connect with, God may want you to separate from those things. I told you, like, I don't watch TV. I don't watch cable TV. And that is because um, I wanted to be stronger for myself because there were a lot of things that are shown on television, like so soft porn, that causes 
or can cause someone to fall weak. Why? Because unknowingly, we hear certain things. You hear sounds of sex that's in your head. And when you see these relationships on TV, it, it makes you want a relationship and then you can seek out the wrong relationship. And so for me, those specific things I changed because I knew where it was causing me to fall weak. I'm saying it to you and it came back again because it's possible that God wants you to pay attention to some of those things, the books that you read. I remember I, I read uh, 50, Shades, 50 Shades of Grey or I think it's great. But anyway, it was a couple of years ago. It had to have been at least seven years ago. And I remember reading that book. And let me tell you, sweetie, if you're reading those kind of books, child, you're going to really need some Jesus. Because those books, yeah. So if that's something that is constant in your life, reading those books, watching those kind of movies, there may be things that you need to take out of your life. That's just, just what it is. And so... Um, counting the cost. That's a part of counting the cost. I need to cut out specific things, specific people, and I need to just focus on maybe just watching um, certain pastors or certain people because this is going to help me. Now, I'm under the belief that if you're connecting, you want to grow in Christ. That's what this page is about. Like you want, you want to grow in Christ. And so God has placed in my heart for me to be a little bit more real and a little bit more in depth with some of the things that I share. And that the, the, the soft porn in um, some of the shows is something that he's specifically said for me to talk about and to say, because I'm going to tell you when my mentor, God told me it, and then my mentor brought it back up to me at some point after a couple of years ago. I was mad. Like, I was straight up mad at him. Like, I was like, excuse me? Say what? As if God didn't already tell me that. But anyway. Um, but the reality was, because I was like, Chicago Fire does not have any soft porn in it. Until I saw some of my faves, like, laying in bed with each other. And it was obvious that... And I paid attention because right after, if it was a week after or a couple of days, then it's like the feeling of, I want a relationship and feeling so lonely because you've already, I've already seen it. It was already in my mind now subconsciously. And now I'm paying attention to relationships rather than just paying attention to what God has placed in my, in, in front of me. And he's given me a lot of work to do. And so let me be consistent with the work that he's given me to do. So when he adds these other things, relationships, homes, chill, more children, I'm able to maintain it. And so for you today, we're going to end here because I've gone well over today. Um, today, is I want to remind you that we're considering what is ours. The kingdom of God is ours. We are children of the king. When you are representing a king, come on now, let's think about it. As a prime minister, if, if you're listening and you're from the Bahamas or, yeah, you're from the Bahamas, you have a prime minister. In Canada, we have a prime minister, right? Um, if you think about their kids, I mean, some of them might be a little wild, but really and truly, when you think about the royal 
kingdom or people from royalty or people who are diplomatic, you're thinking of uh, a certain type or a certain level that they carry themselves, a, a certain way that they that they show off themselves, right? When they show themselves, they're not all about in the streets. Some may get drunk and be a little wild, but like I said, for the most part, the main thing is representing the kingdom, is representing the minister. And so we are representatives of the kingdom. And as representatives, we need to pay attention to what is displayed. How are we displaying ourselves? Um, and then counting the cost. How, how, how are you going to manage what God has given you? He's given you these things to do, to, to, to write a book, to um, blog, whatever it is. He's given you those things. And he's also given you a family. And so how are you going to manage both? So that's counting the cost. You need to see how, how in the day, working, uh, managing all these other stuff, how are you going to get it done? Sitting down, counting the cost. You want a house, you want a car, you want the husband, you want all these things, the, 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 the business. Listen, I own a business. And although I don't always see the fruits, it is still a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Count the cost. How much time is it going to take for you to maintain a business? How much time is it going to maintain? Uh, time is going to take for you to maintain a marriage? How much time is it going to take for you to whatever it is? Uh, so count the costs and then check your heart. Is it all about you, just selfishness, or is it a, you knowing that you want to represent the kingdom? I I'm going to use my girls for an example again. Uh, Jane was on here a minute ago. My girl Shimona, uh, to me, if you've watched one of our past videos on YouTube, she has shared her walk. Jane has shared her walk. It was hard during the single season, but during the single season was when they prepared. They groomed themselves. They seriously, and I remember uh, my friend to me particularly because I remember being like, this girl is, this is too much. That is a lot, girl. That is a lot. But now, some of the things, the nuggets that she dropped back then that I didn't want to take, I'm taking it now. Why? Because the things that she, the gems that she was dropping back then, I didn't understand it. And guess what? Because our flesh, our flesh is so strong and we don't know how the enemy is working against us. Well, I didn't know. I didn't pay attention and that's how I felt weak. And that's where I talk about um, the TV watching, the things that you but you let in your gate, um, the music that you're listening to. Like I used to listen to the other booga booga and wind up, wind up and shake up, shake up and all of that. All I'm doing is just putting some stuff in your mind that you really don't need to put there because putting it there, how is it going to get out if you're single? Like unless you have a husband or a wife, there's no way to get that frustration, thoughts, whatever you want to call it, to get it out. That's just being real. But um, we're going to do this again on Friday, but it's not going to be a live. But you're going to find, um, our, if you're already subscribed and you're following us on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you'll be able to find our videos very easily. If you're not, go ahead and press the like share and subscribe button so that you can get 
all of what is shared during this journey. Remember, I'm Mikkel here from Journey in Christ. Tonight, this was the big event, usually for one hour. We've gone over well over 30 minutes. Please forgive me. I do respect your time. But it has been a lot. It's been 61 days since our last big event. God has downpoured so much information. And there was some stuff that I really wanted to share. Bear with me for this video. Please remember, like, subscribe, share. And I'm going to pray before we end. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Father God, this is your humble servant, Mikhail. I came back to say thank you. I came back just to to know if I if I represented you correctly, if I said the things that you had for me to say. God, please, each and every one of your children that you have to connect, please allow them to hear your word. Allow them to be filled with your word. Allow them to, to get this word. Father, allow people to connect, mm -hmm. to be able to find it. Um, God, I ask for you to do what you do best. You touch each and every heart. You know how to transform their lives. You know how to, to restore them back to where you need them to be, to get them back into alignment of the life that you have for them, the, per the perfect life that you have for them. And God, use me as, as, as you need. But once again, I want to thank you for allowing me to be the vessel that you use today for the big event. Thank you. I praise you. I glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Good night, y'all.